welcome back to another episode of the Balcony Chatter Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew McKenney, with my co-host, Tim Taylor, and we're back. We took a week off for Thanksgiving, uh, and I I don't know how, how your Thanksgiving went, but I thought it was pretty enjoyable to, um, you know, do the whole Thanksgiving meal and have kind of a week off and just relax and, and you know, how, how to go out there. It was good, man. I was, uh, I was spoiled. I got two um two thanksgivings i got i was with uh the herzogs friends of the podcast on thanksgiving day and then uh i had another meal with uh, my girlfriend's family on the day after so awesome. it was good but two for two both of them were great yeah so I was, yeah i was spoiled this year football sucked but other than that you know the first game was really bad but i thought that second game was pretty good it was what was it Raiders and and Cowboys. That was a pretty good game. Yeah, that was surprising for sure. Yeah, I mean the first but, one was close. It came down to like a field goal, but it was a bad game. Yeah, it was terrible. Um, and then Buffalo stomped. What do you think about that? Like, do you think it's time to switch up the teams that play every single year? I or do you like it? So it's think, Detroit, Detroit, and and Dallas play every year, right? I think everyone wants that. Well, no, I just mean I think those two teams, like every single year they play no matter what, and then the other teams that they plug in, it just depends. But I feel like, do you think it's time to switch up those teams and give it to somebody else? or Because everyone thinks Dallas is, you know, America's team, blah, blah, blah. But I think that's what the fans want, <clears throat> like Yeah, common NFL fans. It's just like at this point they're both like, I mean, well, the Lions are horrible, but they've been good in the last – 10 years like the Stafford Megatron days were like they were you know a playoff team for a bit yeah Uh, and Dallas is you know supposed to be good this year they've had some ups and downs um I I don't I don't care to see those two teams you know like yeah I think we can move on with the Lions it's like we uh, (laughs) it's it's like we fought through a dark time to be where we're at now (laughs) you know (laughs) oh man like the Lions it's just been I don't know I will say though that I do love being able to watch football all day on on Thanksgiving. So that's that's same. A plus. I don't want the games to go anywhere. I just would love them to get better. Yeah. Like, what do you think is better, Thanksgiving uh, football or Christmas basketball? I think th- uh, Thanksgiving football f- by far. Just think it's- just because I don't know. It just it is a part of Thanksgiving for me. Like. Christmas is such a busy day and such a like, or it can be. So I don't get the, as much time to just sit and relax and like watch games. Right. But I don't know. There's something about football on Thanksgiving. Like I have to have it. I I agree. It's much more ingrained, but the quality of the sport is much better in on the, uh, on the parquet, on the, uh, on the gymnasium floor than it is on the gridiron of late. I'm sure you'll have a, dis- a, a divided audience on that, but, I mean, that's a hot take. Well, I don't know. I just, yeah, I mean, look at the teams that play. Like, the be- the top of the NBA teams play on Christmas Day. Like, they really save the superstars. They don't give them the day off. They, they're True. expected on that day. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we were watching Dak Prescott and... David Carr, Carr, I don't know. Yeah, you know, we weren't watching Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, uh, Pat Mahomes, any of them. That's true. So I mean, you're, you're right, but 
I don't know. I, I enjoy I enjoy both. How about that? That's fine. Fair. Safe take. <laughs> Very safe. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Well, if we're going off, well, let's step away from safe takes. Let's get some hot takes in here because we got plenty of stuff to talk about with the Bruins. Uh, I'm sure we have a little bit of stuff to talk about with the Celtics as well. Uh, but I think the Bruins are kind of, there's a lot more news with them as of late. So yeah, let's we're reco- go. We're recording this. I, I have plenty of things to say about the last couple games that we've played, but we're recording this before the Nashville game, so I don't know what happens in that game. I don't know what happens for for the game coming up against the Tampa Bay Lightning, and I also don't know if those games are even going to be played. So I guess I'll start with that. Bruce Cassidy is currently out with COVID, uh, or he is at least on the COVID list, so I don't know if that means that he hasn't gotten negative tests or I would assume that means he has COVID and there's been some some uh rumors swirling around that the garden is is some I forget who said it it might even have been Tony Maserati saying uh it sounds it sounds like the garden is spreading COVID so I don't know if he's referring to the Bruins or if he's referring to the Celtics but my guess is the Bruins because they played last night against Detroit and today, Bertuzzi tested positive for COVID. Um, so that's great. Yikes. I hope that yeah, so sports. I just I get the feeling that we're going to have some more hits on the Bruins side, which is not what we need right now because, well, for a few reasons. One being Brad Marsh and getting suspended for three games. What I would think that you're on the same page as me, that it's a bogus suspension. Um. But what's your what's your thoughts on that? He he was suspended three games for for I'm gonna do air quotes right now for people who are listening to this uh, for slew footing Oliver Ekman Larson on Vancouver. <clears throat> when was the last three game suspension in the NHL? Um, I'm not sure if there's been one this season, and the season's pretty. Has pretty short still so far i mean we're still yeah. not too too far into it but i'm not sure um, there was many last year maybe not but we did just receive a five game suspension not we not the bruins but there was a five game suspension in the nhl uh, i think it was just yesterday or today uh lemieux from the kings right was for suspended biting. for for biting for biting five yeah. games yeah and if if you if you don't, if you aren't familiar with that story, it's worth going and watching the six-minute video of them settling that altercation because it's very funny to me. Yeah. Um, also, uh, what's his name? Kachuk is. Uh, he just looks like a like he's their cat. He's the captain of the Senators, and he just looks like a like a Sandlot character, kind of like grown up into a professional hockey player. I think this is a pretty good description for people who don't know what he looks like. When you see him now, you might think the same. Yeah, right? Uh, fantastic interaction. Their dads hated each other. <laughs> it's a great it's a great little tidbit. It's worth it's worth exploring. I, I really enjoyed yep. my little Twitter deep dive on that. Um Okay, so yeah, biting five games. Uh, this to borrow your air quotes and apply them. Let's just make sure they're on it the entire time we just are on this podcast. This slew footing 
three games. Is this like, did I miss a headline where they're like going for this? Like, you know, when like, uh, like a new NFL rule will come out and it'll happen and they'll, they'll like suspend the guy or like, they'll try to make a statement about it. Like, you know, this is a big deal. His slew was slew footing this big issue. It was not. And, and just to further the, the like details of that, Subban has has slew slew foot three or four times this season and gotten nothing. And now I don't want to go around also, and be like Brad comparing. didn't get anything in the moment, right? I don't believe he did actually. I I believe what I read. I I didn't watch that game, but I believe what I read is that Brad, um, there was no penalty called in the moment <laughs> in the game. Right. He just got three and, games and that's, later. That's this is why, crazy. This is why. I, Listen, you you don't want to go like comparative, comparison, compare. Oh my god, comparison! I am sorry to go conspiracy. It's just like we're we're back at the Tom Wilson discussion discussion in the sense that there's no this doesn't match up with anything. Right, this isn't like an issue he's been having. There's zero consistency with this. This is why it just feels like there needs to be a panel for discipline in the NHL. And nothing else. It's, and here's the other ridiculous. thing, too. It's ridiculous. It's just like three games. Right. It just feels personal. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't know. Well, what am I missing? It, also, right? w- haven't we recently been talking about how Brad really has been a very disciplined player? Like, is he getting this based off of history? Because if not, is there no, like, good driving record type thing? Because, you know, well, when's the last time he got suspended? Or, or I'm glad that you recently? say that because once you... you, you Get off of the repeat offender like list. If okay, you so there's suspended. a literal system for this. Yes. Okay. If you are not suspended for a certain amount of time, I forget exactly how long it is, two, three seasons, something like that, you are taken off of that list. He has since been taken off of the list of a repeat offender for suspensions for that. And this, this won't put him back on it, right? That I don't know because the last time he was suspended was right before the Winter Classic at Gillette. So, 2018? New Year's Day 20... No, 16. 2016. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's been a long time. That was 2016. Or 2016 turning 2017, I believe it was. I believe that was the last time that he was suspended. Um, So, it's just not right. Have you seen the video? I know the NHL puts out these videos where it's like... It's like narrated as why they are... Have you watched this one? I think I have, but I mean, it doesn't. It's not going to change my mind on the fact anymore. No, I I understand that, but my question is, what? How do they back up three games? They must say repeat offender. Well, no, they didn't say that. They basically or given just his history. About, I don't know if they even say that. I think they're just strictly talking about the play in question, talking about how he he used his strength and his body to take out Oliver Ekman Larson's legs from underneath him and and put him in a a vulnerable position, and it was a a bad play. So you also have to keep in mind that OEL is like double his size. Yeah. I mean, a clean hit on him isn't going to look pretty. It's like anyone trying to hit Gronk. They're right. always going low because it's the only way they can take him out. So we've seen Marchand do awful things in the past. He's done things that he shouldn't have done, and he's even admitted to that. I mean, he's played dirty. It just is what it is. There's no question. But – that was not a dirty play by Brad Marchand. Like, if that was intentional, 
I would be very surprised because it didn't look intentional, and we've seen intentional from him is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. It looks like they got tangled up to me. Right. And I just I just think that it's, it's they got a bad... T- tangled up, and, and when they got tangled up, that one of them tried to outdo, outdo the other, you know? Right. And even if, if you he, needed... If, if, if it goes the other way, and OEL folds him, and, like, it hurts Brad worse than... What ha- like OEL didn't go out, right? No. Uh he was fine, right? It, no. was, it was just like the where, you know, the vulnerability. Right. If I don't Brad know. Brad goes if... down from the check there on OEL's part, it nothing happens. Yeah. Zero zero anything. It's it's just I don't I don't get it. It just felt personal and like if you needed to suspend him to or do something conspiracy, but Three, three games is is not like three games is too much. Find him, give him a one game suspension if you have to. Three games is is them trying to send a message for whatever reason, and I don't know what that is. I mean, we're talking about a guy who has clearly changed his game. He still has that that five years uh, ago is what right. we think is the last time we think he was suspended. Right, and and. You know, he's become a literal superstar in this league. I mean, he's top 10 in this league. There's no question about it. So you don't get there if you're still a dirty player like that. And if you still do stupid things, he'd be getting suspended every year if he was playing the way that he was before. Because there was a long time where he was literally getting suspended like every single year. Yeah. So I don't don't understand it. I don't think he understands it. And I don't think a lot of other people understand it either. But nothing we can do about it now. We got two games, Nashville coming up and Tampa that he's going to miss, and then he will be back, assuming that we don't get any games canceled for uh, for COVID or something along those lines, which kind of brings me to the next thing that's interesting, um, or the next two things. We are kind of in a, in a sticky situation right now with Marshan being out and with Jake DeBrusque requesting a trade out of Boston. Yeah. Now, I'm going to ask you your opinion on the DeBrus thing in a minute, but before I do, uh-huh. I just want to say that you know, we're we're down Marshan. We're out of we're, bleed is out because he's injured. I don't know when he's due back. I don't think it's going to be super long, but you know, unfortunately, he's been playing very well, so that's that hurts us. But we can't pull from Providence should we need to do that. Because they are currently shut down with a COVID outbreak. So if anybody on our roster goes down, who where do we get players from? The ECHL? Like what well, how does this work? I, I'm just I'm confused. Is DeBrusque just ruled out? No, DeBrusque played last night. Yeah. And he he will play. Yeah. But it's like this is I mean, think about it. It's a guy that like a guy that gives his two weeks, he's not gonna put in a hundred percent every day no, when 100%. he comes into work. Yeah. You know, so but yeah, I don't but know. I just wonder, you know, we're in a bad situation where if we really did need a player, like where does that player come from? We can't pull from Providence, and you know, we only carry so many players on the roster, so it's interesting. But yeah, and vac- vaccinations only go so far, and like it just feels like I don't know. This isn't even really the point you're bringing up, but you know. If we start, we we have to forfeit those games if we get shut down, right? I don't think so. I think that they would have to 
they would have to postpone the games. Like I don't think that one it's of these possible. leagues is like not doing that. I thought I I don't think it's possible. No, I mean there's no way that they're going to make us forfeit games. The Islanders just played like ten games with half an AHL roster, and they didn't have any games canceled until recently. So I don't think that it's a possibility for that to happen. But I don't know. Crazier things have happened, I suppose. It's just, dude. It, <laughs> this is so not the point of the podcast. But isn't it weird how it's just like normalized now what oh yeah i mean yeah you know the islanders had a huge outbreak and you know they got through it so yeah well that's that it just sucks it's like the you can't actually focus like the islanders are in a bad spot now they lost nine games in a row and you can't really blame the fans for being upset and you can't really like blame the team for being upset that the nhl didn't postpone any of their games but at the same time, I mean, this could happen to any team, and it sucks because they could. It could be a team that's on a on a tear, yeah. And something goes through the locker room and makes everybody sick, and they have to play with half an AHL roster and then go on a losing streak. Like anything can happen at any time. But uh, you know, it's okay that it was the Islanders. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I shouldn't say that. I should knock on wood since we're. Staring down the barrel of it, it feels like. Well, I mean, I, I you could say that for just about any team, though. That's Not the I mean, COVID yeah, part, true. but but the part that we we want every team to lose nine in a row. I don't care who it is. Yeah. Because we pretty much just hate every team in the league. Well, if they lose these other two games um, without Marshawn, they'll have the same record as the Celtics do at this point. Great. So that's pretty cool. Love that. Love it. Yeah. We love that. Uh, I do. I do want to talk about talk about Jake DeBrusque, though. Yeah. What were your initial thoughts on him requesting a trade? Were you upset or were you like good riddance or what? You know, what was the deal? What are you uh, thinking? This. I mean, to me, it's just like uh, this makes sense. I'm not offended. I'm not upset. It's it hasn't worked out. It's continuing to not work out. Um. I I never fault a player in a situation when I don't think it's working and like like a chemistry just like these two entities don't get along and I think yeah. that's kind of the case here so I never fault a player or an organization for hitting the eject button on that and uh I think you know you have to take initiative or you know we've spoken to these guys who we've had on we've had Spooner on and if you sit a little too long as a healthy scratch, maybe people kind of start forgetting if you have any worth and whether you have worth. And next thing you know, you're not in the league anymore. So good on him for taking the initiative to ask for a trade. And I hope we can find something that all sides are happy upon. But, you know, the only the only real happiness I want to accomplish for Jake DeBrusque is getting him a new roster. Mostly what I want is to get a valuable piece in return, you know, or at least, at least competent, like, somewhat you know equal compensation or as close to equal or you know or rip someone off dude why why not let's rip someone off i'm in but but here's the thing is like you know i don't know if i said this on the podcast i'm sure i did but i like jake debrusque a lot i wish that he would have been traded a while back because to me he has no value right now like nothing 
Yeah. I, I don't I don't think any team like there are teams that want him, don't get me wrong. But what are they willing to give up for him is the question. Well, and I think that the only way you get something good in return is if if it's some kind of package deal. Well, then it's, then I then I think you might be wrong with the whole checked out Jake DeBrusque. We might have a Jake DeBrusque on our hands who wants to look good enough to be appetizing for another team to make a move for him. Because well, I, I don't necessarily I don't think... think he's going to be checked out. I'm just saying yeah. you have to assume that when a guy is like, I want out, or a guy says, you know, I'm giving my two weeks at work, they're not going to give 100%. But at the same time, if you don't do that in this league, teams aren't going to want you if you're not producing. So he's kind of on a show, show us what you have for other teams that are interested in inquiring about him at this point. So I hope that he does turn it on. Yeah, And it sucks that if he does and then he leaves, you know, but we've seen that in the past where he's hot and cold, and that's just what it is. Yeah, no, I I, I don't know. I, I think it's time, really, and I just hope we get a good piece in return. I wasn't upset or angry at it, you know. I didn't I didn't really feel it either way. We've been talking about a DeBrusque trade on this podcast since it started, <laughs> you know, right. to give you an idea of how long this type of thing's been, like how long of a thing coming this has been so i don't know let's see let's see what happens but i hope sweeney's prepared to you know let jake deal with it how do you feel about the fans booing him last night when he touched the puck i think that's ridiculous i agree i think that's so unnecessary and doesn't help anything there's no use in in booing anybody who laces up in your own colors there's no use not to mention a kid and, who's 20, I, I, 25 sorry, years you know, old. Unless they've performatively achieved it in that evening. you know, uh, We've seen people earn it for a night. It's not, but for him to just get the puck and get booed like he's a guy, like he's Ray Allen or something, you know, or Johnny Damon or just, uh, you know, any anyone who switches teams or whatever, it's just like, why? What did What did he do to offend you that much? He wants out of here. I mean, you, you didn't like are, him. You don't like him, right? No, no one, no one liked him to begin with. And what, what does letting him know do? I don't know. I just think it's. And I'm not surprised though, but you know, that's just a stupid one. That's that's annoying. Right. It, it it it's I annoying agree. to me. It's so just and, and again of, again. What does it do? Just out of the nothing. gate booing him. Not to mention, like, what, how did, what does that help that, for vibes? Like we right, we and exactly. now we lost two one to Detroit, and I know Detroit's scrappy and young and doing well and shit but to score one goal like i don't care if marshawn's suspended what the hell is that and, yeah you know with he, 40 so okay i'm very glad that you bring that up and i i have a couple things that i want to talk about still with this debrust thing but i'm glad that you bring that up right now about losing to detroit two to one yeah one goal and we had Insane. 42 shots that they're 16 yeah so I think there's going to be something that you're going to hear from me a lot coming up on the next few episodes about, you know, we've talked a lot about in the past, Jason Tatum shot selection. And we say that all the time. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm having an issue now with talking about it, but I can't, (laughs) I'm having an issue now with the Bruins, like quality of shots, you know, like there, you can put 40 shots on net, but if it's in the glove every time, or if it's a bad shot, or if it's, there's no screen in front of the net, then it doesn't matter. I mean, they could stop a hundred shots like that. That's what they do. Yeah, you're but, just making, you're just padding the goalie's stats. Literally. Exactly. 
So it doesn't really reflect the 42 to 16 shots last night that that goalie was he, like he he made some very nice saves, but he didn't stand on his head to win that game. No, please, they didn't challenge him enough. That's like their weakest. It's the weakest part of their team right now, isn't it? Aren't they beating teams like six five and, and a bunch and stuff like that? I, they're they're scoring a lot of goals, I and, think. Yeah, yeah, and I think they're not winning with a huge goal differential either. Right. So so that's a problem, and I think that uh, I'm going to start like seeing that more, and it's going to start bothering me more now if they're not scoring goals but shooting forty something shots per game. Yep. Um, and the other thing that I have that's similar to shot selection that I think is a major issue with our two goaltenders is their rebound control. It's like that when I say sh- it's similar to shot selection, it's just something that I'm going to kind of harp on until it gets better, which I don't know if it will. Right. You know, both of these goaltenders, their their rebound control is awful so far. They let up these massive rebounds and the, the other team just taps it in. Um. I think that's the big problem with both of these guys. And, like, I like them. I like Swayman a lot. I've been Team Swayman since day one, and I still am. But he's letting up some big rebounds, and it's really hurting the team right now. And so is so is Allmark. Yeah. Um, where are you at with the defense? I am very unhappy with the defense. Yeah. Because uh, I mean, I, listen, let's let's get rid of some of those rebounds, but also like let's not act like we don't have two guys who should be just as ready for those as as opposing players. Sure, I agree. So that kind of brings me back to the DeBrusque thing, where it's like, in your in your perfect world, if we were to get rid of DeBrusque, whether it's him alone or a package deal, what what's your return? Are you looking at a defensive player? Are you looking at another? forward like what are you thinking defensive player it has to be right i i'm good i'm good i'm good with our top guys you know my my ideal situation and i know people will probably disagree is it's either it either has to be a defenseman or it has to be somebody who's who's extremely tough yeah not just like not just a guy who's extremely tall and people think that he's like scary or whatever he has to be tough. That is like such I'm a talking dude, like, that is such a trope in this league. Shout out right. to every guy in the NHL who is not tough but is just tall and it has gotten them this far. Like Forbort? <laughs> like he's tough, don't get me wrong, but he doesn't do anything. He doesn't fight. He doesn't do any of that. Yeah. You know, like it's just like Carlo, super tall, not very tough. No. Um and I'm not trying to talk down on our guys. It's just like they are not tough guys. Like for the for you think about tough guys, you, you think about like McQuaid or Thornton or somebody like that who is actually tough and will stick up for anybody and do anything that's necessary. So that's what we don't have. So it either has to be somebody who's super tough or it has to be somebody who is a is a an established defenseman. I know that's gonna take a, another roster player and maybe a pick or something, but I think that you don't really have a choice. That's that's where you need to address your team. The scoring will come around. Um, it's just, I don't know. Or do they let DeBrus go for a pick and basically shed that salary so that they can pay Tuca? I mean, it, it, is there a chance we're not paying Tuca? Well, no, it's just where's the money coming from? Well, yeah. 
don't know. I, I, I don't know personally, but Billy made it sound like that that isn't an issue and they'll make it work. Maybe that was a Nebraska Jackson. I, I don't know. I'd like to think he's not worth nothing. Um, I just don't see how he can be worth that much when he's only had one good year. What round pick do you think? You, like What, what pick-wise do you think he's worth? That's that's a loaded question. What do I think? What do I want to get for him? No, and what do no, I no, think no. What we do you will think, get for him? What do you realistically think you can get in return for Jake DeBrusque pick wise right now? I I think a fourth fourth round pick. Yeah. I think so too. It I think sucks, that's though. that's being generous. Yeah. Maybe a fifth and a seventh. <laughs> Something like that, which yeah. is to me, that's free. Oh, I agree. Like I, I, I know agree. that I'm not a GM. I don't draft all that stuff. But oh, to me, yeah, that, people that's love free. picks. I don't. I've never understood it. Yeah. Well, because then you can flip that. It's like, okay, what if no one wants that later? I don't know. So Whatever. how about we? How about instead we trade him to? So apparently, there's been 12 teams that have reached out to that's inquire about number. him so far. I like that. It's a high number. Let's get a bid one of them going. Is, Bidding one war. of them is Calgary. So how about we give them? Jake DeBrusque, they retain half the salary of Milan Lucic and send him back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> I hate that I'm like, I just like stood on this hill of like, let's try to like trick this into a good deal. And now I'm like, let's get Milan Lucic back. <laughs> you know, other teams that are looking to trade some players away, Arizona. Send him to Arizona, get Phil the Thrill back. Okay. Let's just have a whole reunion. Yeah. If there's one if there's one thing you can you know, you can bet on with my takes, it's that I'll abandon any single take I have if it means a reunion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I, d- I wanna say this. I need I need to say Isaiah this. Isaiah Thomas first. is bad for the team because he can't play defense. <laughs> But you know what? I'd take him back more than almost any other roster move. Period. Um, what, what do you? What? What? What's up? This is this is what I need to say, and I I would hope that Don Sweeney is not dumb enough to do this, but I needed to be out there before it ever potentially happened. I would rather give Jake DeBrusque away for free than, and I know I said I want toughness and. It doesn't. That doesn't necessarily have to be in the form of a defenseman. It could be in the form of a forward. I do not want a Vander Kane. Oh. I just need to put that out there. Okay. Because he's on the outs, obviously, with San Jose. I think that he's... I don't think anybody wants him, but apparently teams have at least called on him. I do not want that. that if that happens, I will be very upset. I really believe that there's some teams in the National Hockey League where they don't really care if you're kind of a piece of shit. I mean, the NFL's that way. Um, NBA, it's a little more difficult. I think you're a little more under a microscope. MLB's that way until some massive thing comes out. I think I think definitely in the I, NHL. I, mean, I know this isn't your point, but Vander Kane's going to have a job again. I, I, I really believe that. Well, we've seen players make, you know, turn it around. Turn Like, they've had bad, bad locker room experiences and this and this and this, but... I mean, Evander Kane's list goes on and on from, like, assault to to fake vaccine cards to potential, um, like, just really bad stuff. So, I don't know. I I don't want it. Keep it as far away from our locker room as possible. I don't care how tough he is. I don't care how if he scores 20 goals. I don't 
I don't care. I don't want it at all. Milan Lucic. Exactly. That's where we want to be. Milan Lucic. Yep. But I don't know. I mean, there's definitely there's a lot of growing pains right now. The Bruins need to get it together. Um, they need to get Lucic back here and put him on the third line. <laughs> Because no, like in all honesty, I don't think that this is a. I don't think it's even a possibility. But imagine bringing <laughs> back somebody. Imagine I feel bringing like you're back trying to keep your feet on the ground before you like start is, fantasizing. Yeah, somebody who is like a fan favorite. I mean, he was getting cheers when he was back here two weeks ago. Um, they kicked the, it. It they completely the changed the. Too, the didn't they? Yes, completely changes the dynamic of this team. You know, fans will want to go back, go to a game just to see him play. Uh, he he brings that toughness that nobody wants to mess with, and it just makes you have that layer of security there. So I know I'm I'm not trying to sell you on it because I know you're sold on it, but I'm just saying if it were ever a possibility, I think that it would really actually benefit this team at a retained salary. Obviously, not at his his real salary because we would never be able to afford it. Right. Yeah, I, I, I fully agree. So, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, enough fantasizing. You want to you wanna talk about freedom? Yeah, I mean, sure. <laughs> He's, All right, uh, well, do you have any other things you'd rather talk about instead? I guess just... As far as Celtics news goes? Yeah, I mean, let's. I'll just. It's. I feel like it's been a minute. Just a quick little recap, I guess, or how I'm feeling right now. Celtics are tied for seventh place at a place at eleven and ten, and right now, as we record this, they are up uh, sixty-two to sixty-one on the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers. So that's great. Both of these teams are playing. How do I put this? Terrible. I don't. I don't know. Just like horrible <laughs> offense. Uh, the Sixers are 36% from the field. The Celtics are 42. Um, just really, like, this is going to be a wildly low-scoring game. It's almost the end of the third quarter. I mean, I'm going to not talk about this um, a bunch about the game because it'll be over as you're listening to this. But um, here's what I want to say. A lot of people are complaining about the Celtics, right? A lot of, a lot of sad negative outlooks would you say i would say i mean they haven't lived up to what we w- hoped i should say i mean it, it, we're so early still i know last last time we talked you were like are we though are we really still early but i believe we are well andrew <laughs> it wouldn't be a podcast and not hot take radio or espn without me changing my mind because it's early still. Let's <laughs> go. That's what I've decided. Um, I mean, this, dude. I mean, listen. It was almost fire sale for you la- two weeks ago. I just listen. It's not fun to watch this team play basketball, which is confusing. <laughs> well, that's all they're supposed to be doing. So it's it's really confusing in that regard. Um, but since the players only meeting, we are um, uh, nine and five. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's not bad. Uh, what is bad, though, is just as I told you, 
we got to watch out for December, and today's December 1st, my friend. So okay. this is going to be a very tough schedule. I see them next Tuesday. Uh, I'm very excited to be there and to see the game. I, or actually, I don't know if it's next Tuesday. I see them on the 8th. And um, I don't know. It's it's put up or shut up this month, and I think we we could be in really rough shape by the end of this month, but ideally from there, there's some hope. Um, but yeah, I mean, we just, the four losses uh, in, you know, to start two and, I think it was two and six at one point or something. That was good. That just, you know, that's what makes me be like, mm, we're not as bad. And we have a lot of overtime losses, which... Is again, you you win those close games and it's a different story. I don't know. Washington has proved to be a problem. They're thirteen and eight. You know, like those losses that look bad. I just think people are getting stuck in the narrative of like conflating every weekly story and acting like those all carry over to the same moment. If that makes any sense. And basically, it's just like you got to look at it. It's like. We were upset when we lost to the Wizards at, when we lost to the Wizards, and now when you look at back-to-back, and now when you look at it, it's like, oh, we lost to the, uh, you know, the tied third seed right now. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of room to grow. We gotta, we just gotta win, we gotta win games, and we gotta play better team basketball, and I have some faith, I'm, I'm not, by no means is there any reason to give up on, on Udoka, but I'm not, you know, I don't think we've really seen anything of what he's trying to do here yet. And hopefully, but, you know, a lot of that is him getting a handle on making what he wants to see happen. So we'll see. So I think I think it's interesting because I think we're both in the same boat, really. I mean, as far as Bruins and Celtics go, like there's a lot of season left to go. A lot of it. But yeah. as of as of today, and I hate to say this, December 1st, 2021, Neither of these teams are championship contenders. No. Like, they're not... They're not. The Bruins aren't going to the finals. The Celtics aren't going to the finals. It just is what it is. And I, I think the that problem that with that is that they're both theoretically they so much contending potential. rosters. Well, they're contending yes. rosters. Like, they're not in a rebuild. They're not in selling. Like, that's the problem. The problem is, is that they're supposed to be contending right, right. now. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's just frustrating. I mean, from a fan standpoint, and from I'm sure it's frustrating for for both of those teams too. I mean, they there's games that they should have won. Yeah, I don't, and I don't know and, what to do. I mean, I think play more of the young guys. Um, but other than that, I I don't know. I like the additions. The additions look good. You know, Al Horford looks good. Um, Dennis Schroeder looks, you know, for the money we paid, amazing. Damn good. Yeah. Um, Josh Richardson, I think, is more than a lot of people would have expected out of him. I had high hopes. I'm happy to see that he's meeting those somewhat. Um, and then when Langford and Neesmith hit the floor, they play well. I think Pritchard I think Pritchard needs – I think what helped Peyton, our boy Fast PP, a lot last year was that he was given <laughs> the opportunity and the time to catch fire. Like he was given some time to find a groove and everything like that. And now, you know, he's kind of thrown in. And if he doesn't, if he's not on, if he's not hitting, he's out. 
Um, yeah. So, and also I think people, you know, I think he's going to fall victim to people know he can kind of play basketball. I think he, he, some of his success last year might've been benefited the doubt specifically with like, you know, his quick little steals and stuff like people just not respecting him and not expecting him to make that play. And so he needs to elevate another level and be able to make those, you know, cut out his corners. You, you know me, I'm a big, uh, I'm a big believer in the, in the, the bastard sophomore slump, you know, it's, it always just, I feel like it hits a lot of people. And so, especially when you have a good first year, you got to find your footing in the second one. We'll see. I think, I think there's more to be out of those guys and give them, give them a little more minutes. I don't know, but I'm happy with Langford and I don't know this bench is good and everyone around the Jays is playing well. So what does that leave? You know, I mean, we, we, we had, we lost Jalen for two weeks. We still played pretty well during that time. I don't know. I'm excited to go watch this fourth quarter. I think I don't know. You guys, you guys in the future will know better than me. But <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think I say this every week, and I probably will continue to say it. But I mean, only time will tell with both of these teams. There's so much, so much season left for both that I hope that they can find a groove, string some wins together, and you know, hopefully stay off of that COVID protocol list and all that stuff because that's going to really hurt. That can really that can damage a team big time as far as standings go. You can slip really fast and have a hole that's almost impossible to dig out of. I, um, yeah, I think star power is what both of these teams have, and they need the star power to start playing like stars. And specifically yep. for each, I think David Posternock needs to step it up. He's playing fine, but that's not who he is. You know, we, 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 we don't rely on him to play fine. We re- rely on him to be the leading goal scorer on the team. Um, and you know, obviously Jason Tatum, uh, ups and downs, he's doing some phenomenal stuff. Let's see both of these guys have a consistently good year for, you know, I mean, David had one going, uh, into COVID year and, uh, you know, it's unfortunate that that got like cut out from underneath him, but you know, for Jason, it's, this is the year it's like, let's see a consistent effort. Let's see a consistent success right let's see you know that step that has been talked about I think it's time to make that step and obviously I know he's a fantastic player but that needs to translate translate to wins I couldn't agree more well hopefully the Celtics can pull this win out and hopefully the Bruins can stay away from COVID and get these next two games in and hopefully make it interesting and get a win on the road and come home and you know put up a fight against Tampa without Marshan and get a win there too so that'd be big i would really i'd be really proud of that team if they could get a win there agreed but anyways we're well, rooting for them all of it I'm it's good to be to back see. even though uh, i think our current uh flavor is apathy yeah <laughs> well, i mean the there's ups and downs in every season so right, right now we're in a little bit of a lull and hopefully we can get out of that but massive put up or shut up time for both teams you know this is a big stretch here exactly it's uh this by the end of this month it's no longer early that's what we'll that's what we can agree on deal it's still early until it's not and that's what december does to you i will say this to end this podcast though go bees go C's, go mac jones <sighs> big mac Fat Sack Mac. Mac is what my fantasy <laughs> yeah. team's name is. That's awesome. Yeah. 
Let's go. Go Pats. Go Pats, dude. Damn. Shout out to Cam Newton getting another shot. Sorry, it's not going great at this juncture. <laughs> yeah. A lot of touchdowns. Still got though. paid though. You can't, you can't Still got paid. Equal touchdowns to turnovers, and both the numbers are high. But you know that a lot of touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. Stretch. Big game. Big games coming up. Let's go. Let's go. Watch too many movies.